turn out the lights, is what niggas be saying. Now you don't wanna fight, but y'all niggas be playing. Thinking it's alright, keep playing with that bro. And you gon' know tonight when you land in that hole. Dirt getting tossed in your grave. Now it's all over. Preacher said you was brave, but now it's all over. Andrew Luck retired and Lamar Miller with a torn ACL. Scott, this past Saturday was one of the craziest days that the NFL has had all season. And honestly, in the last few years, due to this Andrew Luck news, um, I'm Andrew Sherry, you're Scott Smith, bringing you an emergency pod for your Sunday morning here. Scott, let's let's get things going. Andrew Luck retiring. I mean, for me, this kind of transcends fantasy. I think this was really a, um, a shocking move for the NFL world, but I, I think it's one that was really interesting to see. I think you you saw you you're seeing a guy who just wants to get out of the game. So this news drops. How do you take it? Look, the fantasy football world is shook. So let's uh let's go ahead and take a moment of silence. Pour out some malt liquor, some coffee, some pre workout, whatever your beverage of choice is for the homies that drafted yesterday. And look, if you're one of those guys that got luck, it's it's huge. I mean, it's. A lot of people, and hey, we we've got one of one of our our, our league members who actually uh, plays in a, another league, and you posted it out. But we had a guy last night draft Andrew Luck and Lamar Miller. I mean, you talk about damaging and Fucking totally sucks, changing <laughs> your roster and your outlook. I mean, I mean, it's it's just one of these things that you don't see happen. As crazy as we thought things were last year with Le'Veon Bell, I think this hits even harder because we're right in the heart of draft season right now. Drafts were going on yesterday. I mean, people somewhere, some poor guy probably hit that that button, made that selection, and then within seconds, that's when that news was popping out. And you know his league makes were laughing at him. It's funny you say that. Barstool Sports sends out a, a video tweet last night. There was a guy in a league who drafted Andrew Luck at 7-5. And then at pick 8-1, the Adam Schefter tweet went out. So just brutal. Um, you know, if you've been living under a rock or you just came out of a coma, uh, Andrew Luck has announced his retirement, um, kind of citing mental stress um, due to all these injuries he's having. And I think the guy is just... You know, I think he's just, he's dealt with a lot of shit. He lacerated kidneys, um, his shoulder issues, this mysterious ankle calf issue. So I think it was just time for him to get out. And you know, that's his choice. But Scott, let's jump right into it. So now we're assuming that Jacoby Brissett will be handed the reins. Um, you know, so we know lock off the board in fantasy. Let's 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 jump right into it. Jacoby Brissett, um, where's the appeal? We're, we're talking 14-team leagues, two QB leagues maybe? Yeah, I think uh, whenever you start looking at, at some of the, the setups, we're talking about like super flex, things like that. Overall, as a wide receiver, I'm still going to have him towards the bottom. I think you kind of slot him in and in that Matt Stafford, Derek Carr type range. I think, uh, you know, 25, 26 um, is where I'd kind of put him as far as the quarterbacks. But, you know, to me... I think he has some some value in in Superflex and two quarterback leagues, but this, he's strictly going to be a waiver wire play for for most people if you're streaming quarterback and, and things like that. So I, I think the bigger news is is with the effect and the fallout it's going to have on the other skill position players for the Colts, and I think that's where we really have to start making some adjustments to our rankings and our strategy as far as how we're going to attack our draft with Indianapolis Colts players. T.Y. Hilton, a um 
kind of a, a swing pick in some leagues, mostly going towards the uh, middle to the end of the third round. So let's get right into that, Scott. I mean, I think people are going to be shocked when they hear this, but the in- the industry is reacting the same way we're talking. People are going to be shocked to hear that a lot of people are expecting T.Y. Hilton to be in that wide receiver 24 range and below, which is pretty crazy because he was really going off the board around wide receiver 12 in drafts up until last night. Yeah, we had him at uh, as our wide receiver 12 when we did our wide receiver rankings, and I, I thought that that was, was pretty accurate. You kind of put him in the same boat of interior receivers as Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, and, and even Julian Edelman. But for me, it, this clearly drops him down, and, and how far it drops him down is going to be due to a lot of personal preference. But I think there's a lot of history as far as statistically in the games that T.Y. Hilton's played with and without Andrew Luck that supports moving him down to at, at least – you know, the wide receiver 24, 25 range, when you start looking at it, um, you know, you, you have some guys there that, that have a little bit more upside than what T.Y. Hilton does now. And I, I think it's important to go ahead and, and make that move. You know, some people are going to maybe overreact a little bit and you start putting them down at the, the wide receiver 34 to 36 range. That's too big of a jump for me. But I think it's important definitely to adjust the rankings. So I moved, um, I had Hilton as my wide receiver 14. I moved him down to 23, which seems actually a little high, apparently, to what the industry is going. So just to give you guys kind of a of a of an idea of who that's around. So you got DJ Moore in that range, Tyler Boyd, Kenny Galladay's flirting around in that range. If you move him further down, you know, Jarvis Landry, um, kind of guys like that, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Al Robinson, Alshon Jeffrey. Scott, I mean... What is the upside to T.Y. Hilton? I'm just curious there. You know, we saw a full season with Brissett. It was around 970 and four touchdowns. So obviously the touchdown production wasn't there. But does T.Y. still have, dare I say it, wide receiver one upside if if all things go right? I mean, they are, the Colts organization and really much of the NFL community is believing that Jacoby Brissett, given the opportunity, can be an elite quarterback. Yeah, I, I just don't see the upside there with T.Y. Hilton. And we start talking about, you know, what he's done with and without Andrew Luck. If we go ahead and look at the Rotoviz Game Splits apps, he, he's got 26 games without Andrew Luck. So T.Y. Hilton's history with Andrew Luck, he averages about 15 and a half fantasy points per game in PPR leagues. And, and that extrapolates to about 248 PPR points on the year. You know, we're talking around 1,250 yards, seven touchdowns. Good for that fringe wide receiver one numbers. The 26 games that he's played without Andrew Luck, he's averaged 11.29, uh, you know, for for people at, at home, if you want to do quick math on that, it's 181 fantasy points. It's less than 1,000 yards, you know, four touchdowns. That's the pace that he's looking at, and his, his targets have significantly gone down as well. You, you're talking about a drop-off of about 20 targets over the course of a year. So when we start looking at things and trying to figure out exactly where that falls, you look at 181 points, that would have been good for wide receiver 28 last year in PPR leagues. That's Golden Tate level. That's Sterling Shepard. You know, it's right around Corey Davis. So I think 
legitimately, you can go ahead and and make a, a compelling argument to move him to that wide receiver 24-25 range, which is going to be right around Alshon Jeffrey, Allen Robinson. I, I think that's the type of upside you start to look at, at him having. And, you know, the numbers actually are a, a little bit better. You know, 20 of the 26 games that that he's played without Andrew Luck, he's, he's played with Jacoby Brissett. So you look at his averages with Jacoby Brissett, it's right around 13 PPR points per game. So it's not quite as bad in the games he's played without Brissett. But still, overall, you're talking about 200, 210, you know, fantasy points on, on a year extrapolated over, you know, a full season pace. That's still going to only put him in like the wide receiver 23 to 22 range based upon what wide receivers have scored over the last few years. So I think the upside there is definitely capped. Can Jacoby Brissett go ahead and, and, and make a jump? I, I'm sure he can. I, I think he's got some talent there. Andrew Luck was very complimentary of him in his retirement press conference. But I think when you look at it, there's a significant fall off for the, the skill position players in Indianapolis with Luck going. Scott, really quickly, last thing. If you're drafting today, I know a lot of people are. I've got two drafts today, an auction and a snake draft, actually. So, where are you drafting T.Y. Hilton? Like, what are you kind of doing? Are you just kind of staying staying away from it as a whole? I think there comes a point where the value is too good to pass up. And I, I think just from a ADP standpoint, I, I think you're going to start looking, you know, maybe around late five, early six. I think there's still some meat left on the bone for people to go ahead and, and get some value out of. I don't think you overreact, as I said, and put them down in wide receiver 36 territory, but you know, some people have, but if you see him slipping and, and you're sitting there and that, that sixth round and you, you know, you, you've got some guys like Josh Gordon, AJ green, who's dealing with injury. I think that's when you start really looking at the value that's there. Um, you know, he, for me, as I said, I think, Wide receiver 23, 24 is kind of the upside, even with the camp that he's been having. It's been said that, you know, it's his best camp. He's as healthy as he's ever been. He feels good. So I think that's where you got to start looking at him. All right. Now let's go move on to another big part of that Colts offense that maybe a lot of people aren't immediately thinking about, but we got to talk about him. That's Marlon Mack. Now I moved him down in my rankings to running back 22 and I'm still considering moving him down further. I kind of hopped even David Montgomery above him, who's been rising in my rankings, Chris Carson, kind of guys like that. Um, Scott, can we just, I mean, I feel like we're looking at with Marlon Mack here. I think there's a potential for a blow up in a bad way. I'm thinking an implosion that's just going to make him an average running back to, you know, what are you thinking about Marlon Mack? Are you, are you more nervous about him than T.Y. Hilton? Whenever I start looking at things with Marlon Mack, you know, there is a significant drop off. You know, he's played more games without Andrew Luck than he's played with Andrew Luck. So when you start looking at things, I think we do have to look at the history. You know, 14 games without Andrew Luck, he's averaged 7.36 PPR points per game. So that's concerning. I think when you, you start looking at his rushing attempts, his rushing attempts, he only had around seven rushing attempts per game. Even if we double that, we double his rushing attempts, put him on par with around 14 rushing attempts. That's still his 16 game pace is only going to extrapolate for about 820 yards rushing. Um, you know, the offensive line's better than what it was his rookie year. So you have to factor that in. But 
I think this puts him in a, a mediocre range, and I think you can make a case and argument for guys like Sony Michelle to to move up a, ahead of him along with some other guys. So whenever I start looking at it and we start thinking about where players are going to end up ranked at, at the end of the year and how big of a fall off this is going to be, I think this hits Marlon Mack heavier than what some other people may have thought. Real quick, Scott, Eric Ebron, I mean, man, you didn't like him before, but now I think you're just not even ever going to draft him, even if he's in the last round. Yeah, the anti-analytics community is definitely going to go ahead and, and and throw out the excuse of the regression for Eric Ebron only came because Andrew Luck, you know, he went ahead and retired. But look, he was he was set for some touchdown regression. The touchdowns and, and production that he had last year were, were just it, it was there with bright fluorescent blinking lights that it was going to fall off this year. And, and now if you weren't scared away from Eric Ebron before, I think you definitely need to be scared away from him now. Um, anything else to say about Andrew Luck in this whole situation, Scott, before we move on? Because it's huge news and I feel like we could probably talk about it longer, but we're not. But is there anything else you wanted to add into it? You know, one of the things that I think gets lost in all of this is these players have lives and you don't want to be somebody that is living your life in in constant pain. So I sympathize with the decision that Andrew Luck had to make because I'm sure he he grew up playing this game and it's probably been playing this football, this game of football longer you know, then then he's not played it as far as his life goes. So I'm sure it's something big and it was a big decision that, it, you know, for him to go ahead and, and step away. But one thing that was really disappointing was that when the news broke, a lot of the Colts fans that were at the game started booing him. And, and I think that's just disappointing. We have to put things into perspective as as fantasy football fans and, and players. And, and these people that have lives, I'm sure. You know, he feels like he he's walking out on his team in a way, and I, I just think that's disappointing. I, I think some people have, need to have a little bit more empathy for for some of these players, and they're not just a commodity that we're we're buying and trading and selling and, and, and a silly game that we play. So, uh, you know, hats off to Andrew Luck for making a tough decision. I, I hope he's he's happy, and I'll be honest, I, I don't see this as a a situation if you're playing in dynasty i just don't see a situation as him coming back i, I think this decision was hard enough to make so i, I don't know if for me personally in, in dynasty leagues that i play in i'm not going run to the waiver wire to hurry up and try to pick andrew luck and hold on to him i just don't think he's coming back so our next news lamar miller with houston texans tears his acl last night now we're not high on him but it's still something you don't want to see Scott, um, I mean, wow. So is it is it Duke Johnson season? Look, it, it was Duke Johnson season the moment that he got traded from the Browns. I've been hyped about Duke Johnson. Currently had him at, at, at the running back 28 position. I had him higher than Lamar Miller any, anyway. So now he's just moving on up for me. And I, I look back at the Scott Fishbowl and – both of the news that came out yesterday really affects my team because I, I made tough decisions trying to decide between Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers and something in my gut just told me to go with Aaron Rodgers as my, my second quarterback in the Scott Fishbowl. And then I also invested heavily in Duke Johnson while he was still on the Browns. So things are pointing up for uh, my Scott Fishbowl team. But look, Duke Johnson, he's performed and produced whenever he's gotten the ball. And I think you need to start looking at what he's going to get and you know, some interesting numbers when you start looking at things. Just just in Duke Johnson, in games where he's had at least seven rushing attempts, 
his numbers have shot up and he's averaged 12 and 12 and a half PPR points per game. So I think that's pretty significant. And then you start factoring in games where he's had, you know, three targets, you know, in games that he's had at least three targets, you still, you start looking at some of the numbers and extrapolated an average over a 16 game season games that he's had three targets. He's, he would, he would basically project out to around 630 receiving yards. That's significant. You add in uh, the seven rushing attempts, you know, just give him that as a baseline. That's 156 rushing attempts over the point of the season. I don't see anybody else there that would really stop him from doing that. But you start looking at that, that's another 736 yards. So just looking at his history of performance, even behind crappy offensive lines there with the Browns, not that Houston's going to be that much better. But I think Duke Johnson has 1,400 total yard upside on the season john mcclain a beat writer for the houston texans reporting that duke johnson's going to be the starting running back and that he's going to get all of the um all the playing time that he can handle we don't know how much of a guarantee that is i mean i guess don't don't put that in writing um you know we're seeing reports that bill o'brien hinted at a a timeshare um i think this boost up um especially in 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 dynasty and deeper leagues um, Demario Crockett, um, you know, was projected to take on that Dev- uh, Dante Foreman role. And if they don't bring anyone else in, he becomes draftable in my opinion. But Scott, um, you know, I'm bringing up Demario Crockett, who a lot of people probably do not know about. But my kind of point is this. It's fair to say that Duke isn't going to get a full workload no matter what, right? I mean, we think he's talented, but, you know, we don't we don't know if they're going to trust him with that full workload. So I guess the idea is... Don't shoot him up too high in your rankings because we're seeing him jump up to to the round five range according to uh, ADP on ESPN. I don't know that that's out of the realm of possibility of of where I'd draft him. I think uh, I think he's a value screaming right there in in round six. Um, you start looking and trying to project things. Is is twelve touches a game out of the realm of possibility for Duke Johnson? I don't think so. I think. One of the things you really need to be paying attention to right now and, and go check and, and look for beat reporters for, you know, these 32 teams and start projecting guys that are going to get cut that could possibly end up on the Houston Texans. I, I think it's uh, significant. I, I, they're going to have to make a move. You know, we're talking about some guys like TJ Yeldon, maybe a, a Kenneth Dixon. You know, some of those guys that aren't really on fantasy radars right now that could definitely end up falling into a nice position there with the Houston Texans offense. Now, I moved him up to running back 25 for now. So I, that's why I bumped him up four spots um, initially. Just we're less than a day removed. So I think you see guys in that range, Trudy Cohen, um, Kenyon Drakeish, Philip Lindsay. Scott, if, if you had a guess, where are you moving Duke up in your running back rankings? For me, I'm actually going to move him up right after uh, Sony Michelle and, and and James White. So I'm talking Watt running back 21. Um, I think Marlon Mack moves down, so Marlon Mack will be running back 22 for me. I, I have him moving above Marlon Mack. I think that's uh it's going to be hard for a lot of people to deal with, and, and maybe it's not the the way that they would go. But I think with this fallout, I think you could significantly see. 
you know, a, a, a solid year. I don't think 1,300 to 1,400 yards is out of the realm of possibility and range of outcomes for Duke Johnson, provided that he gets the uh, he gets the bulk of the touches and is the starting running back there in Houston. He's supremely talented and has done well on a per-touch basis over the last five years. So I, I definitely think 10 to 12 touches is, is within the range of outcomes for him, and I like him there in the, the 21 to 22 range. And to be fair, we're both in a grant, right, that if Duke, which I know I am, so just asking you, we're both in a grant that if Duke gets a majority of the workload, he's he's almost a lock to finish as, at least in the RB2 range, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely for me. I, I think I had him kind of on the fringe right on the outskirts of that at running back 28. I thought there was still some upside to, to be had at drafting him as the running back 28. Um, so within this Houston offense, I think he fits a nice niche role, you know, as that, that short to intermediate, get the ball out to him in space. So you, you add on the, the rushing attempts and, and more touches. And I think that can only be good for, for Duke Johnson. My biggest concern, as I said, is, is there's no doubt in my mind that Houston's going to, going to go ahead and bring in another running back. It's just, who is that other running back going to be? So really, uh, just a just a big opportunity here for Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans. I mean, you know, luck goes out, and I guess the assumption is that they're the Colts aren't going to have that chance to win the AFC South. So, Bill O'Brien wants to make a wants to make a a, a play. It's got to be this year, and so that might force upon a trade. Scott, is there anything else we really need to hit on, or you think that needs to be heard? No, I mean, I think this is about all you can really say as far as the fallout. This is definitely something that's unexpected that that's shaking up things. I mean, hey, I don't know if everybody saw it. I just found it kind of funny. But O.J. Simpson, the juice, had a had a message for Andrew Luck. He drafted Andrew Luck. And, look, there's a lot of people waking up today that, that are, are scratching their heads and are already writing off their, their fantasy football season because they ended up with Andrew Luck or Lamar Miller. Look, there's still moves to be had. You can bounce back and recover from this. The the quarterback position is, is usually pretty replaceable as far as being able to stream and, and play different guys. But if you drafted him high, and, and this is one of the things we talk about from a strategy standpoint, is going a little bit more late round on the quarterback, and the quarterback position was so deep this year. You likely drafted him somewhere in that five to seven range. I've seen guys draft him as high as the third round range. But look, be diligent. Play the waiver wire and make the moves that you need. Don't just write your season off. There's there's a lot to be had. And look, if you end up making it to the playoffs and you lost a, a top five round pick and also had to deal with Lamar Miller, that's a win in my book. So just enjoy the year. Don't hit yourself too hard if you have Andrew Luck on your on your roster. So that would be my advice. And, and look, I'm still pumped about this year. This is just one of those crazy things that nobody foresaw happening. Yeah, look, if you drafted Andrew Luck or Lamar Miller, well, you got us. We'll be helping you throughout the year get through with the waiver wire and save your team and so you can make a championship. So no worries there. Real quick, Scott, again, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SSmithFF. You can find both of us at the 4 Downs Pod on Twitter. So look, as we talked about, we're going to be here all year to, to go ahead and help people and, and try to make their team better. So go ahead and hit us up with any questions. If you've got any any trade questions that you want us to, to go ahead and take, we're, we're always willing to, to hit them up even on air on the podcast. So go ahead and interact with us. We're more than happy to help you out. Yep, but you can find me individually at Andrew WXXV on Twitter. 
guys. Thanks for listening to the Emergency Pod. Have a good week with your draft. Shorty to try to help him understand. Hit him with work, cause yo, that's my low man. He asked a few questions about the game, and I told him. So when he made a bad move, it was my place to scold him. Never told him nothing wrong. Kept it fair. Didn't listen, so I might as well have been talking to the air. Everybody makes mistakes, a mistake is I. But if it ain't, I'ma tell you straight, time to say goodnight. Nobody likes to be played, regardless of the relationship. But Shorty's fucking up big time. I hate this shit. I'm caught in the middle of having love for a little nigga. Knowing what's expected of me as a real nigga. My next move is crucial. What do I do? How do I keep it real with Shorty and my crew? Didn't want to kill him, so instead of putting a Mac on him, I did the only thing I could do. Turn my back on him. Here we go again. Same old shit, dog. Just a different day. Here we go again. You know how niggas do when we play, how we play Here we go again A man's gotta do what a man's gotta do Here we go again So if it's fuck me, nigga, no it's fuck you. Niggas that I fuck with wanna get him dead But I'm cool with shorty's peoples, so I let him live Under normal circumstances, he would be a marked man But I hit him with a grand, just didn't shake his hand Go about your business, do what you gonna do Be what you gonna be, I wash my hands, I'm through I can't forgive, I just can't forget You're on your own, low man, don't ask me for shit If you paid attention to what I taught you, then you good But if I see you again, get it, understood? Go ahead before I change my mind, cause you know you should be dead I just wanted to say, ah, go ahead Instinct told me to kill him, but the savior is I'm a good nigga, plus I owe his peeps a favor But I also knew the decision I just made Went against the rules of the game that we played Here we go again Same old shit, dog. it's a different day Here we go again You know how niggas do when we play, how we play Here we go again What a man's gonna do, what a man's gonna do Here we go again I should've followed my first instinct Cause I knew Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do Now this nigga's fucking with the competition Ungrateful motherfucker Should've got him missing This nigga got the nerve To take my kindness for a weakness Got to get back on some street shit So I can creep this rat When I act, take one Set him up, take two Get him there, take three Get him done Wasn't hard for me to get him Where I wanted him Confronted him Click There was a bullet in one of them Feeling lucky? Click Looks like you are Click, click, click Luck ain't going too far What you did was put on another pair of shoes And they just happened to be too big What you did was stupid Real fucking stupid Well shorty, I gave you a chance What did you do? Threw it back in my fucking face So fuck you too Here we go again Same old shit, dog It's a different day Here we go again You know how niggas do when we play How we play Here we go again Fuck you.